Welcome to the Straight Red Podcast. The football show made by the common man for the common man. For the common man. With weekly guests, your host, Josh Lipshot, will break down the big issues. Let's get to it. Hello, hello. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Straight Red Pod, the show bringing you spicy takes worthy of a straight red I'm your host, Josh Lipshot, and we have another exciting episode in store tonight with a close friend of the pod joining me in Josh ben Mosher. Josh, how are you going? Good, Josh. How are you, Josh? I'm very, very well. Now, it's good to have two Joshes on the show. It might make some confusing listening for the readers, but uh, very excited to have you on. I know you've been chomping at the bit to uh, get on the pod for the last few weeks. I have been. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Um, we've got a really interesting pod in store today. We cover Arsenal's epic start to the season, so I'm sorry to all the Spurs fans out there, and discuss some of the key takeouts after week three of the Prem has wrapped up, so strap yourself in. Before we launch into all the action, I wanted to first off wish a hearty congratulations to Old Scotch FC, a friend of the pod as well, after securing promotion on the weekend. Fair to say a few of those lads came through this place late Sunday after the game, feeling pretty up and about. Um, So just a quick shout out to the lads. Shout out to Josh Bianco, who was on last week, uh, and a shout out to the whole club for a massive day in the history. Yeah, um, yeah. And well done. Here, here. So normally to introduce my guests, I ask a couple of introductory questions, but I thought I'd begin today um, by posing one to you, which would be obviously your club of choice, which... I'm an Arsenal fan. If it wasn't already obvious. But the, the two main follow-up questions I had after that were what would be your favorite memory supporting Arsenal and your least favorite or least memorable memory supporting yeah, Arsenal. Sure. And I know there's a lot in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of been slim pickings for favorite memories over the last however long, but yeah. um, there are there are a couple that stand out in my memory. One in particular was breaking our trophy drought in the FA Cup. I think we were... Uh, we were two nil down to Hull or something like that in the yeah. FA Cup final, and um, I was with my cousins in in Israel, and I was like eighteen, and and my cousin was like ten, and we were watching this game on some shitty stream together. Oh my god! And Ramsey scored, toe pokes it in uh, to make it three two in extra time, <laughs> and me and this kid just running around the living room, absolutely stoked. Um, Unbelievable. The inverse of that was uh, when we really, really needed to break our European trophy drought and our Champions League uh, participation drought. And we were playing a team you might be familiar with in the Europa League final, Chelsea. Uh, And you smashed us. It was 2-0. It wasn't a... I mean, it wasn't a thumping, but it was... It was just miserable. Yeah. It was miserable. Um, And I remember feeling so gutted after that and I think also at the time um generally we were a bit shit this was in the Emery days yeah um so it wasn't like there was much to hold on to like last season was really disappointing because we had we were in fourth place with three games to go of the season yeah uh and ended up choking and coming fifth but um there was still reason for optimism whereas after that I was just like yeah this is this is it. I want to cry. And it's funny, those games, those Europa League finals, the team travels like literally halfway across Europe. It's like, true, it was in Azerbaijan. <laughs> to some, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Some, <laughs> random, some random Eastern European country. Yeah. Uh, you can barely pronounce the capital. It was that. It and, was that. And the fans as well. Like, forget the players, they're flying back in first class. Like, 
Imagine the average Arsenal fan from London. Oh, God. Probably taking the weekend off. Yeah, and I think Giroud scored as well. <laughs> just like to rub it in. <laughs> just like a little, a little fuck you on top. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> very miserable. Um, yeah. Oh my God. That it's, yeah. I mean, and th- that was probably, if that's the worst of a bad bunch, like I, I, I'm just wondering what else might be in your memory. You're so bank. right. Like, You're so right. That's I don't want to go there necessarily because Arsenal have had such You've a good start to the season. Places. But yeah. I think the listeners can probably agree that there have been some really dark times as Arsenal fans recently. Yeah. I mean, I could pick out just like names that make me shudder, like <laughs> the Mustafis, you know, <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> years of trying to make Mustafi work, you know, stuff like Does that. Does Elneny still play for your club? Elneny still is in the team. He's employed he's, by he's Arsenal. He's employed by him. Arsenal, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if there's only one Elneny, it's better than when the entire team is pretty much Elneny's, which <laughs> <laughs> for a time oh my it God. was, you know, the Kalasinaches of the world. Can you imagine a whole team of Elneny's? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just, I did. I saw it. <laughs> not exactly a facey winger. Yeah, like. yeah. Mustafi and um, Socrates with Kalasinach. Oh. Uh, it was just, it was, you know, Jaka getting a red card every second game. So. Quite, quite um, difficult yeah. to think good about. Good times, good times. But I'm trying, as, as a Chelsea fan, it's a weird one. Like... And it, honestly, I think it is good for the Prem that Arsenal are better now, mm. overall. Um, I obviously don't love it as a Chelsea fan, but I, I think, I, I remember there was a game, probably the worst, you smashed us at the bridge one time, RVP, scored. I remember that game. Two or three? I don't like, know. It was like 5-3. It that was game. something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It was a crazy game, but it was, it was crushing because it was just th- those highly entertaining games where there's so many goals yeah. and it's against a rival. Like, I, I don't know why it just completely sticks out as one that, that was particularly crushing. And I don't, I don't have a particularly happy memory. It was more a grouping of games against Arsenal whenever Diego Costa played. Uh, that yeah. man tormented that Arsenal. Makes me sad. It was uh, that there was one game, I think where he got Koscielny sent off mm. and it was just, it was hilarious. You know, a funny memory I have of an Arsenal Chelsea game is when <laughs> the referee mistook Alex Oxlade Chamberlain for Kieran Gibbs <laughs> because they have a similar skin complexion and he read Carter the right way. Slightly racial Ooh, overtone. Yeah, it's very racial. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, really bad. It wasn't like really, like, no one, everyone kind of just moved on from that. Yeah, like, yeah, but that was weird. It's <laughs> weird. In hindsight, yeah. But it's Arsenal, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, yes. Anyway, a lot of memories, a lot of good, a lot of bad. Um, but we are here today and let's, um, let's keep the conversation to the present. I know that's something that you're probably keen for. Yeah, but it's a happier time. Talk to me about, about the feeling right now. Um, yeah. It's only been three games and, you know, I think... It's everyone, only been three games, yeah. but it's also uh, been longer than that. Like, it's been building for longer than that. Um, last year, we were decent. We were pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I think, generally, it's been quite clear that the direction under Arteta is... Uh, a positive one that we haven't really seen since the, you know, the peak Wenger years. Mm. Um, we're really good. We're really exciting. And our ceiling mm. is still, you know, we have a way to go. Yeah. These players are young. They're 20, 21, 22, 23. Um, and uh, it just feels like we're, we're, we're being smart and we're good. Yeah. 
And all, I mean, city aside, because they basically bought <laughs> a new team. But, yeah. you know, I'm thinking about the Liverpools um, and to an extent the Chelsea in the last few years with what we've done with some of the youth prospects. But it's, if to have a good team, you really, it has to be a project. You really got to build it For from sure. the ground up. And I think that you can see that with Arsenal for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Well, it's like compare it to the players I was mentioning before, the Kolasinatches, et cetera. Yeah. Um, it's f- like finally we're being intelligent about our recruitment. It's the yeah. obvious, the smart things to do, the clever moves to make. And it's like we, cl- we you know, last year we had um, incredible youth and now we've kind of complemented that with... Established know, players. Established players. It's a balanced team. Uh, yeah, I-, I think it's um, it's really exciting. Yeah. And it's a good... And it's sort of like... Um, the better you get, the easier it is to sign players and the less That's you have to pay for well. them. Like, I feel like something that always crippled Arsenal, particularly with their transfer strategy, was the fact that they weren't very good. They weren't perceived as being very good. So they always had to overpay for players, mm. um, offer them contracts longer than they probably would have offered before. And it's the same thing's happening with United now. Mm, um, but sure. that that isn't happening anymore. Like, or, no. or that, and it won't happen. It'll get that effect will become less pronounced. I For think. For sure, Play, players are smart. They know when they see a good thing, and they know when a coach is good. And I think they know that Arteta is a genuinely mm. good manager. Um, I think it was for a lot of kind of opposition fans. It took them a while to realize how good Arteta potentially yeah. could be. And I think it was because he kind of came up at the same time as Lampard and Solskjaer, who I yeah. think are shit managers who got their you know by their name rather than actually any managerial. Uh, intelligence or capacity but um, Ateta genuine like I think he's brilliant yeah. I really think he's brilliant and I think he is going to be considered one of the great Arsenal managers of all time not yet but Go- he could I think he's going that way he could I-, I don't see how this doesn't continue going in a really powerful direction the energy in the club right now it, the momentum is it's incredible watching us play we played Bournemouth this week I was like yeah. whoa I know it's Bournemouth, caveats included, and we still haven't played anyone really that hard. You could argue Palace away, potentially. But, um, yeah, I think we're, we're really good. I mean, we've been lucky as well. Like, Martinelli, Smith-Rowe, Saka, mm. we've kind of got them for free, and they're going to be the best in the world one day. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's a ramble. Yeah. What, on that, I guess, what, what in your eyes would then be considered a successful season in 2022-23? Like, I think the targets that every Arsenal fan is setting is top four and winning Europa League. That's the, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, if we can just make the top four, then we'll still be content. Um, I think we'll win the league. <laughs> objectively. I think objectively we're going to win the league but um, if we don't then yeah those things would be alright too yeah and have those have those goalposts shifted a bit like are they the same goals as three games ago or do you think right. it's yeah they, I think they have shifted I think um, we believe it's partly because seeing other clubs and how much some of them are struggling like yeah uh, Liverpool, United, even Chelsea, um, they aren't that good. So there's this kind of, uh, there's this opening. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, maybe we could finish second, you know? Um, and yeah, I think, you know, the trend from our preseason where we were really, really good in preseason and we made really, really good signings, Inchenko, yeah. Jesus, and um, Saliba, who's not a new signing, but feels like one. Um, yeah, I just think... Uh, it's like, oh shit, how good can we be? Yeah. 
And I remember, I, I remember feeling that with Chelsea in the past. It's the same with any sports season, really. You know, you, don't, you go into the season, you, you really don't know. You, you know a lot, but you also don't know a lot mm. going into the year. Every team has new signings. Yeah, um, you true. never know how it's going to gel. Um, it could be really good. It could be really bad. And that ultimately, like, that's what every team feels. So after, you know, and it is only three games in. I'm not, you know, you're not, I'm not sitting here saying that Arsenal are going to win the league or anything. But when your team does come out and start playing well, it does it really changes that mindset. Like, mm. you know, you're starting to question. And then, and then obviously if that continues and, you know, it goes and turns to three games, to six games, into nine games, you're like, what, what are, you know, how far can we actually go here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because on current form, there's no reason why Arsenal can't challenge for, for the title. And I know it's a crazy thing to say, but on yeah. current form, on that's, current form, on current form, that's what you have to say. Um, and we're still hoping to kind of bolster the squad, I think, a bit as well. So who knows? Yeah, yeah let's... Let's see how we go. Let's not yeah. get ahead of ourselves, but the, I'm also getting ahead of myself. The signings have been really amazing. Yeah. Gabriel Jesus, yeah. uh, obviously fantastic. Yeah, I think probably recognised as, as not being given the opportunity that he should have at City and is now flourishing given mm-hmm. those opportunities. Um, and Zinchenko, same. Yeah, I so, think our transfer strategy should be just buy side, City. Buy City <laughs> yeah, because they and are... The, but they're not even rejects. No, they're, they're not, not even not, rejects. Right, they're not. That's I mean, the they're thing. 25 and 23. They're just in hitting their prime. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, Gabriel Jesus, I, what more can you say? Like, he's been absolutely incredible for us. And I thought, you know, we had this idea of him as a bit of like a poacher, um, that kind of player. The way he's getting the ball back to goal, muscling off defenders, turning and beating three men. Yeah. It's like, I had no idea you had that in your game. His, uh, the, I think it was the first goal against Bournemouth. Yeah. He, was, he didn't get the assist of the goal, but that was all him. Yeah, exactly. All him. I, I completely agree. If you haven't watched the highlights, watch the highlights of the Arsenal game because yeah. he was really amazing. And, and Zinchenko as well. He, he's, you know, the end of the game, like, and this is a, a really, I guess, a low point as well, like the Newcastle game last season, which uh, meant that we didn't get top four. We just could not hold the ball. We could not keep possession. Sinchenko, he gets it under any circumstances. His technical ability is incredible. You know, yeah. his his control, his composure. And he's pretty much, he's a left back, but he's playing as center mid. And it's, yeah, it's been great. Nice well. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a fantastic start. Not to get ahead of yourself, because you, know, you look at this, the city, or Liverpool's been stuttering a little bit to start mm-hmm. the season. But traditionally, the cities and Liverpool's of this world... How how do you think Arsenal can or will compete with them in the future in terms of the financials? Now that we're starting to see like um, Arsenal's transfer strategy maybe shift a little bit, and more established players want to come to Arsenal, what what is going to be the difference between the Arsenal that we see now, the really improving Arsenal, and getting to that level of the, the top teams, the cities, the Liverpools of the Premier League? What is it going to be? What's going to bridge that gap from here on? Do you think? I think we are doing the work to bridge that gap already. Like, I think comparing ourselves to Man City is a bit hard because we just obviously don't have the finances for that. Yeah. You can compare it to Liverpool, you know, like the Klopp rebuild where they buy uh, pretty much a whole new squad um, and didn't spend a billion whatevers on on it. Um, I I think uh, the smartest thing we could do is we paid, you know, slightly less for players who are a bit younger, investing in them because they're going to grow into their primes. Um, and ultimately we have a good coach, a good group of players, and hopefully um, there's no reason why this team 
the you know Saka, Martinelli, Ramsdale, Saliba, like they're all so young, um, they can't grow into title winning players. Yeah, um, it's so weird for me because the Fair title statement. has been so far from my mind for so long that I can't actually like comprehend us challenging for it. But um, yeah, I I think I think we're on our way. So the the message is Arsenal Invincibles twenty twenty two. I think it's I think it's inevitable. Yeah. Inevitable. Yeah. I also just want to say a word just about the club itself generally. The fans have been miserable for so long, as people know from AFTV. You know, like yeah. just the, like oh, fucking that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's if, there's, my if there's anything I know, it's that AFTV <laughs> is the most miserable totally, thing totally. ever. But for the first time, the Emirates is pumping. Granite Jack is getting his name sung. And you know? that is something you probably would never see. <laughs> no, no. But the whole culture in the club has changed. So um, it's all positive. Hopefully it continues to remain positive. And you yeah. s- with Chaka, just quickly, you still have the feeling that he's going to get a red card at any moment. Oh, like, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. just at any point in the yeah. game. And, and if he didn't, I'd be like, oh, Chaka, what's happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> like you've like, changed. You've <laughs> I changed. miss you. Bring back the old Chaka. Uh, yeah. A few good games does that. That's what happens. Yeah. All is forgiven. Yeah, all is forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um. Pretty amazing, obviously, to start the season. Uh, I think we can probably launch into some of the weekend's prem action. Yeah, for sure. Um, we can start with the Arsenal game. We may as well uh, sure. run a roll. So, of the game itself, what did you think? Just a really great performance again. Yeah, just really, really good. Um, we saw it in patches last season of being like really good in periods of like 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. This felt like the most dominant for almost 90 minutes particularly that first half yeah first half we were just brilliant like they Bournemouth literally didn't have a touch in their in their in our box um so yeah really good Saliba is a freak yeah 21 he's completed all 76 of his pass attempts he did Bournemouth which is the most passes by an Arsenal defender with a hundred percent completion rate in Premier League match since two thousand three, two thousand four. Now that's when a stat. The, when the data started to be <laughs> accumulated. That's a hell of a stat, Mr. Podcast off, man. Off the dome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, you were counting. <laughs> you were counting each He one. was the two thousand three, two thousand four season. It was it was Wow. He's 100% I mean, factual. I mean he's he's but, a freak, yeah. Um I, I think uh when was the last time that we've seen a twenty one year old defender be this good in the Prem who's going to be in the World Cup French squad I don't know it's a good question I'm trying to think of other young defenders that have come through from an early age I don't know they all sort of started at a later at a later I feel like centre backs yeah yeah. it's like keepers yeah I feel like centre backs mature a little bit slower yeah for sure because they need to be big and strong that's probably the number one yeah key trait and sometimes it can take you know 18 year olds to go into their body a little bit before mm. um they become particularly in the prem as well it's such a physical league so you really need to have a couple of years experience up your belt well, all the time off the top of my head all the top shelf tennis center backs coming yeah. with a couple of years experience but yeah really great performance um bournemouth not sure what's happening there this season i, I feel like they're they're on their way down yeah screams of like Fulham vibe, not yeah, Fulham vibes, yeah, yeah, but because yeah. Fulham have been quite good. But Fulham vibes are past seasons. Like two years ago, yeah. Norwich yeah. vibes. Um, well, you know what? It was weird because I was watching Bournemouth and I was like, "You have the same players you got relegated with." Yeah, <laughs> you know? literally, it's just the same junk. It's there. It's just like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. they're in about. Yeah, um, but yes, good win. It was a good win, um, and those are the ones you just bank, move on. Yeah, we will have tougher tests. Um, Spurs one, Wolves zero. 
Yeah, I did watch that. Um, I I obviously am biased. Didn't think Spurs were good. No. Um, I thought they were really average. I I don't know how they've been in their other games if they've played more impressively. But um, I thought Wolves were right. They just needed a striker or something to score goals. Yeah. Um, but you know, Harry Kane does what he does. Spurs fan come and pop and yeah. sorry. <laughs> Harry Kane. Harry Kane definitely does do what he does. Um, it's those one nil wins where you don't play very well. Those are the games that they are important. Win titles, I dare to say. They it, are important, but, but I just haven't. Spurs play well when they're not getting those results. You know, there's not enough data. I don't know. Yeah. It, you know, I guess that's what I'm. I like. I don't know what to feel like. How scared I should be of Spurs this season because I am relatively scared. But like, uh, just need to kind of yeah gauge how they play for the rest of the season. I guess the North London derby should be an absolute cracker. I can't wait for that. It, it's been absolute. It is going to be a cracker. What? Yeah, um, unbelievable. Yeah, that was yeah. Yes. But it was pretty amazing. Harry Kane also just overtook Sergio Aguero for the most goals scored by a player for their club in the competition. It's pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, he's right up there with the he's best incredible. strikers in Premier League history. You have incredible, to say. Yeah, and he's won so many trophies. <laughs> <laughs> so many trophies. Wow, I bet he can't count. The Audi Cup, I think he won. <laughs> amazing. It is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and just a quick stat on Wolves, they named seven Portuguese players in their starting it's 11. Incredible. And excluding England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, it's the most from a single country named in a starting XI in Premier League history. Wow. They're so interesting the way they operate. Oh, I don't know why. They've, they've clearly, it's a targeted transfer strategy, like in yeah, recent years. Yeah, I think it's... it's Agents that are connected with the club that yeah I, I don't know yeah um, I mean they're Portugal you know who really stood out to me in that game was Ruben Neves I thought he was fantastic yeah and he doesn't was, quite get the the plaudits that he should I think he's sort of been because he's also defensive midfielders in general I mm. think don't get as much credit as they should yeah um and he he's been a rock there for years now totally. years now I think he was rumored to come he was rumored to come to Arsenal he was he was. He still might. I I'd love it. I don't. I think it'd be too expensive at the moment. Probably. Uh, yeah. Um, we we've been strongly linked to Pedro Neto. Ornstein came out yesterday and said. And said uh, that we want to sign Pedro Neto, but. Um, Is he that good? He's young. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, you end up overpaying always. Or, or historically, uh, you know, Chelsea's done it a billion times. Yeah. Chelsea, but, yeah. Um. We'll see. Anyway, Spurs 1, Wolves 0. We'll move on. Fulham 3, Brentford 2. Really good game. Mm. Really, really, really good game. Alexander Mitrovic has already equaled his all-time Premier League goals record. Really? Correct. Yes. Wow. How old is he? I don't know. Let's, you know what? Let's look it up. Alexander Mitrovic age. He could be 40 or 25, you know? <laughs> He's 27. That's crazy. That's easy. <laughs> it is for true. A while. You could have yeah. yeah, you could have said forty. I would have been like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You could have said like twenty one. I'd <laughs> yeah. be like, yep, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was a clutch goal. Um, yeah. I, what do you think of Fulham this year? They've had. They've actually impressed me a lot. Obviously, but they're scoring a lot and conceding a lot, and mm. sort of like Blackpool vibes. I don't mm. even remember the season that Blackpool had yeah. in the Premier League. They scored. A lot and conceded tons, tons of goals as well. Really exciting. I don't know whether it's a sustainable brand, especially over 38 games, but 
they've been really exciting. They've they've got some good young kids. If Mitrovic can keep scoring, if they can get that's that's really what it is as well. You need to have a proper striker. You need to be able to score goals. If you want to stay up in the prem. Yeah. Um. So if Mitrovic can keep scoring, um, and they can they can keep a good record at home. It doesn't have to be great, but they can keep picking up these kind of points where these goal fests and they've come away with the chocolates. Then they'll probably stay up. Because I can, it's more about thinking about other teams that are worse than them. Yeah. Than other teams that are better than them, I think. Yeah, which is a discussion we can have. I don't know if you want to have it now. We definitely, definitely. I'm happy to have that discussion now. But uh, yeah, I mean, because I think Bournemouth are my pick. They'll probably finish last. Yeah. I had to bet. Um, and then it's kind of what? Fulham, Forest, Everton, you'd probably say. Who else? I've got a sneaky one in there, yeah. and I it's going to be a bit of a spicy take for the straight red pod, but yeah. Leicester City. I said it last week, and I, or the week before, and I'll say it again. Leicester are in trouble this season. They lost 2-1 at home this week to Southampton, who are also one of the teams considered mm-hmm. in the relegation mix. Mm-hmm. Um, we're fielding one of the youngest teams uh, to ever start a Premier League game as well. Ooh, Southampton, Southampton did. Really? Yeah. And beat Leicester at... The King Power. Um, they've lost uh, Schmeichel, Vardy's 35, um, Madison and Tillemans might be sold still. Yeah, Tillemans is already um, They haven't bought it. They're the only Fofana team in the league. Well. Yeah, Fafana is probably yeah. going to leave. They haven't, they're the only team in the league that hasn't brought anyone in. Yeah. It's, it's not the same team that won the title all those years ago. In fact, it's not even the same team that was mid-table a few mm. seasons ago. Mm. I just... And I'm wondering where the goal is going to come from. Vardy's 35. Uh, yeah, I've just got question. I'm not saying they're definitely going to go down, but I think I could see them being the Everton of this season really yeah. struggling. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a bad take at all. I think, um, as always, it's just if there are enough, if there are three worse teams than you, then you're kind of all right. And yeah. they probably will be because they still do have quality players. But the, I, I, yeah, I think you could be right. Yeah. They really are in trouble, I think. Um, which would be a shame. I, you know, I don't. You don't want to see them go down. Yeah, no, for sure. All that, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely watched that. I'm trying to think who else you know is what, sort of. You know, the thing is, is with these like, you know, smaller in whatever these things are, finger things. Yeah. <laughs> um, some smaller Premier League established clubs, you make a couple of bad signings and you're screwed. You know, like you can't afford to make mistakes. You know. 40 million pound mistakes compared to City who can spend whatever on whoever and just bench him for three years. Um, It's like they just, you know, their midfield, like Didi, Mendy, like they just never really replaced Kante that well. Um, And it's like, well, they can't afford to get anyone in now. They've screwed up their they never really had Vardy's been aging I think for a couple of seasons yeah exactly can't so it's like Ian Archer yeah like, Dakar Dakar it's like exactly like stuff like that they just haven't really nailed it um, and then you're in strife yeah and that's we'll see what happens there um, but that was Leicester 1 Southampton 2 um, the next game we'll move to is Leeds 3 Chelsea 0 I didn't want to discuss this on the pod today <laughs> Go on, what do you think I, listen Fair play to Leeds. We got um, we got bossed on the yeah. pitch for um, most of the game, not all the game, most of the game. Sterling did have a disallowed goal early, mm. and um, but other than that, it was it was one way traffic. So, and they can do it. You know, it, it just shows you the quality of the prem, right? Like mm. Leeds, 
Um, I think they look better this year than last year so far, but you know, they were in, in the relegation mix last season. Um, they can take it, you know, any team can take it up to any team on their day. Sure. But and was it, were they on their day or were you like, what's going on with you? I, I don't know. I think I'm, I don't think there's really reason for, um, to worry yet. Um, I think the, uh, leads, leads played out of their socks for like 10, 15 minutes sort of thing. Um, and, and then came momentum and they had the crowd on their side and it's an amazing thing, the Prem, like really amazing thing. Mm. Um, and so you don't think that there's anything to worry about? Uh, there is. We've had a couple of new signings. We've got a brand new defense, effectively. Cucurella's brand new. Um, Koulibaly's brand new. Um, Sterling is, is also new in the team. Um, we've lost Rudiger, who I think was one of the best centre-backs in the league. Mm. Um, there's a lot of a lot of moving parts. Apparently Ziyech is is leaving. Pulisic is quite clearly unhappy. Mm. Um, we lost Timo Werner. There's been a lot of movement. The mm. team that probably just scraped into the Champions League places last season. I'm yeah. not worried yet, but there are warning signs. Yeah. Um, and you know it's not a good result. And are you happy with Tuchel? Very. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, he's a really good manager. I think I think he's well respected. I think he knows what he's doing. It just might take a bit of time. To, to for all the players that have come in, the changes in the movement, and the off season that we had, particularly with Abramovich and the the change in ownership, for everything to just settle down, and whether he'll be afforded that time, I don't know. Obviously, given our spotty track record, yeah. um, I hope we do because I think he's I think he's the best manager we've had in a long time in terms of yeah. his uh, technical experience and his just general quality and know how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we got dominated. Uh, full credit to Leeds. Um, but we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. What do you What are you missing? Who, who do you need to sign? What type of player? Still don't really have a striker. Oh yeah, that's the Aubameyang one. Um, Aubameyang might come, which I, I apparently it, for very cheap. I don't know. I don't think he'd start every game. He wouldn't. I don't know. I I, I don't know what I saw thirty million. I think Barca are asking for thirty million. Right. I don't know if they'll get thirty million. I mean, they got him for free, so yes. Yeah. Bonus, but I mean, his wages wouldn't be cheap. Yeah. Um, he's old, but it's you know a temporary solution. Exactly, it's a band aid. Yeah. We yeah, we still look. We, Lukaku was meant to be that that fix, that solution. Yeah. Didn't work out. No. Um, fuck you, Romelu, if you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but another <laughs> he's striker. Because he's listening to the podcast. Yeah. We need a more settled midfield mix as well. We have so many guys that rotate through. There was Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic, mm. Loftus Cheek. He's even been playing in the sort of wing-back, mm. full-back sort of role in the last few weeks, which is bizarre, but mm. separate discussion. Um, we just need a bit more cohesion, so we'll see what happens. But anyway, moving on. Do not want to spend more time talking about that. I was having a great time, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this morning, United 2, Liverpool 1. Yeah, I watched that. Um, what did you think? So, it's just strange. The it Prem is, is strange. a strange beast. How, like, it's just... How? United play. I think. I think um, Ten Hag did well with the lineup. I think yeah. you know took out those heavy players. You know, like the Ronaldo's, the Maguire's that carry so much uh, toxicity or whatever negativity, and just young, exciting, quick team. Um, and they got up for it. I don't know what's going on with Liverpool. There's that's and that's I think. As big a storyline, just yeah, saying something. I agree. They, I, 
haven't watched enough of all of their games to know if there's really an issue. I've sort of just been reading the results and uh, watching the highlights and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, without having to watch it every single minute, I would say that they're really missing Mane. Like, yeah, that's what people are saying. He was, and probably more than they think. Um, they, yeah, I, I don't know what the issue is. You know what, there's also a, a point to be made about an ageing squad. Like, how can you maintain the intensity that Klopp is famous for yeah. when everyone's in their 30s? <laughs> you know, they're Literally. midfield. Like, yeah. And you'd think with Champions League as well this season, like, it'll just be, and the World Cup actually as well, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And because it's the top teams that are going to be affected the most, the ones that have the most players representing countries at the World Cup. Um, yeah, who are going right. to be, you know, like a Liverpool is not going to be affected by players going off for a month and playing an international tournament in the same way that, um, yeah, Nottingham Forest or yeah, a, yeah. a Southampton are, you know, are, yeah. are going to have issues. So it's it's going to be a really weird season um, in that sense. Um, and also the other thing is, how many points have they dropped already? Like, yeah, well, United leapfrogged them on the table, that which is, is just so weird. But how many... I, I actually... I don't know off the top of my head, but I don't know how many points Liverpool dropped in total last season. Oh, in last season. Yeah. No idea. Because with them in, in City, that, that is the difference between winning yeah, a title yeah. and not winning a title. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's sad to say it's... It feels like Liverpool are almost out of the race. Who knows? It's It's, it's just games, started, But, yeah. like, um, they're on two points. It's it's not a good start. It's not. And Van Dijk looked silly, by the way, for he that goal. He did look silly. With his arms behind his back. He did he look was, silly. I was like, yeah, fair play, Milner. Go off at him. Um, was it Milner also who got absolutely floored by the... He sort of leapt in. When Sancho yeah, he, rolled, he fell on his ass did a rollover, it was yeah, Milner. Yeah, yeah. Goodness. Milner. And then um, Sancho kind of had 50 seconds on the ball as yeah. Van Dijk was kind of standing was, there, buried it, and then Milner got up and was like, wake up. So he's just screaming at Van Dijk, like, wake up. Like, yeah. What are you doing? And he's right. Um, yeah. Bizarre. Uh, Newcastle 3, City 3. Cracker. Absolutely cracking game. Absolutely cracking game. Um, what credit, Newcastle are good. Credit to Newcastle. I'm, I, I hate the, the, the owners of the club and yeah. everything that they stand for, yeah, yeah. but well, God, that's a good, good game. Before yeah, I mean, is, you can't even say it's like that they've, you know, they've bought this success. Yes, they will because they will, but, you know, Howe's done a really good job. Yeah. He's... They have some good players, but, you know, he's he's made them better. Definitely. And they've made good signings as well. Yeah, right? yeah. And I think also signings they've made in the past couple of seasons is a mm. really good. Almiron, I think, is a really yeah. quick player. Yeah. Um, Sam Maximan's been there for a few years now yeah, already, yeah, but yeah. he, I love watching him play. His him. feet, I love him. he's so quick and he's so always, always, always looking for, for a creative outlet. Yeah, he's so good. Um, it's... It's a, yeah, it's a great result for them, you'd have to say. A shame that City did fight back, and we'll pay our respects just for a second to KDV, because that, I mean, the ball absolutely he's, sliced through the defence. Yeah, he's um, he's that good. He's doing it every week right now. Um, it's easy when you have Haaland running in front of you. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. Not much to say. <laughs> yeah. That was, well, yeah, Liverpool are lucky. In a sense, because City also drew this weekend and dropped points, but yeah, they are, they are. But um, I think City will st- like, you know, sometimes it's good to uh, have s- to not feel like everything's so easy, and Pep will kind of make the most of that and use this to kind of, you know, 
uh, pump his city players up, keep him motivated, etc. Mm. They feel like they're in a better place than Liverpool. Liverpool, it's like it's not crisis mode, but it's like this doesn't feel healthy. No, definitely not. And City won't be feeling that. No, at all. City are chilling. It's like we came up against a good outfit. Yeah, and we had a great match. And it's a great game. Yeah, let's go win the next thirty-five yeah, games. Exactly, exactly. Like, yeah. And they probably will. Yeah. Um, West Ham zero, Brighton two. Man, I love Brighton. Love yeah. what they're doing this season. I also do. I also do. Danny Welbeck. Danny Welbeck. <laughs> yeah. I never thought he'd be sitting this. No, no. Yeah. Um, but the, the other guys in the team are good. Pascal Gross, uh, Leandro Trossard. Great system, great manager. Graham Potter is a really good manager, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. It's. I think he'll. He should be coaching a top club. Or he not, will. not the Brighton under top club, but he will. Yeah. Um, he's he's great. I mean, yeah. What he has them doing is awesome, but. They also have incredible recruitment as well. So good. You know, they, they'll sell a player for 50 million or whatever, like Ben White and then um, Cucurella this season. And it's like they replace him without you noticing it. Yeah. You know, they'll sign someone for 5 million. From like, oh, he's really good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. Like, oh, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Another is one. Best sentiment in the league, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Basuma, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do it. Um, the, they're really good. West Ham, though, not so good. No. Not good. Not good at all, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm not... Uh, they, the last few seasons, I think the last two seasons, they finished about sixth, sixth and seventh. Yeah. A decline could be on. They're not in any danger of going down, I don't no. think. But it just... They could be in that sort of mid-table, like, eighth to, like, fifteenth. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. no man's land, really. You'd almost rather be involved in a relegate. Would you rather be... Maybe not. What? Be involved in a relegation fight than... Just to feel something. Just to, yeah, <laughs> to feel some emotion, you yeah. know? Um, like, how amazing... stress would be too much. How amazing... Like, imagine, like, how scary, yeah, but amazing... Ev- Everton last season, yeah. when Richarlison scored all those goals in the last few games. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the fans kind of end the season with, like, no hair, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, is that is that, in a way, more fun than... The season being over by the halfway point because you know you're not rising any higher than ninth and not dropping any lower than about fourteenth or whatever. It's it is. a good argument. I, like boring. Possible, <laughs> you know, if it, like yeah, for the sake of sport, it's about competition. Yeah, you know, it's it's a good call. It's a good call. Just don't let it happen to us. <laughs> don't let it happen to Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. I don't dare say it won't be happening to Arsenal this season. Yeah. Um, I think that's the main Premier League game. There was Crystal Palace three Villa one, but who cares? Um. Powers are good. Yeah. Uh, Vieira's good. I don't know if they're really good. I don't know how good they are. I think they are good. I also think that Gerard is a shit manager. Yeah. I think I agree with that as well. Yeah. Um, Off you go with Lampard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piss off. (laughs) Literally. Yeah, Yeah. all right, Lampard. Yeah, Lampard is shit. Yeah, are very, quite shit. Yeah. Um, As a manager. Fantastic player, but as a manager. Um, And Everton are... um, We've discussed that. Everton won, Forest won. It's actually an entertaining game. I watched bits of it. Yeah, Forest are interesting. They're Do you know how many players they've signed? They've yeah, signed like six, 16 players or something. It's it's absurd. For like 140 million or something. And they could still go down. They could. I think they'll survive. I mean, they're playing the Barcelona game. Like yeah. Banking like their entire mortgage. Yeah. On, you know, they're, down, they're down to like the eighth lever, the eighth yeah. economic yeah, lever. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> Fuck they're like selling off like half half yeah, the stadium yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, like Messi's leg literally yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. they're turning sorry, half dude, the pitch into a basketball to... court yeah, like yeah exactly literally yeah um, no, I really hope they do badly but they won't who knows um, um, yeah. 
We might call time there. I think we've wrapped up most of the Prem. We spoke around Arsenal. A highly successful pod, all things considered. I'm glad you think so. I had fun. Thank you. Thank you for coming along. And to all our listeners, as usual, for listening in, if you're still here. Um, Catch us next week. Uh, The pod is doing a road trip up to the luscious, luscious greens of Sydney, Australia. For the first time, um, going remote or, or going portable, whatever you want to call it. I don't really have a name for it, but we're going on the road. Um, so catch us online next week. Guest TBA. The international sensation. International domestic, <laughs> well, domestic sensation. sensation yeah. Not as exciting. Yeah. <laughs> but um, thank you for coming on and see you next week. Thank you. See ya.